With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam. And here with us, we have Brad Chandler from the pesky report podcast another one of our belly up friends we are also a belly up sports podcast we are what they aren't brandon i hope you're doing well but brad how you doing um i'm okay i guess <laughs> i'm living i'm breathing um the socks are gonna probably kill me this year if i had to if i had to count if i had a nickel honestly for Every single time I've said either I'm dead inside or this team makes me want to jump off the monster, I'd be rich at this point. Like I'd be able to, I'd be able to, I'd be able to pay Xander Bogarts. It's absolutely atrocious the way that this team is playing right now. Um, I'm sure we'll be getting into it, and I'll just leave it at that for right now. Yeah, let's. We have um, just two real things to hop into before we um, give ourselves a little Red Sox deep dive opportunity here. First up. Uh, Alec Thomas, the Arizona Diamondbacks' number two prospect, has is just getting the call to the majors. This is the number 24 overall prospect, according to Fangraphs. Brandon, what are your thoughts here? This is a uh, really interesting move for this squad as he's really – he's torn AAA apart these last two years. Yeah, um, it, it's absolutely right. He uh, is – also hitting in AAA very well this year. Um, 
277 batting average, 362 on base, and the slugging percentage is right up near 500. Um, this is a guy who just turned 22 uh, like a week ago, I guess now. So um, it's certainly a really nice move for the Diamondbacks to see that they want to call him up um, here. It's not like there's a lot of competition in that outfield. Like, sure, you have Catal Marte, um, but... You know, a guy like like a Dalton Varsho has been making a lot of starts in center field. Um, so, you know, I, I certainly think that um, this could be another bright spot for a Diamondbacks team that we've already seen have a very good starting pitching rotation, at least. Yeah, I think overall you're talking a guy he can easily slot right into a lot of center field time for this team very quickly. And what a great opportunity to at least get people in the stands. For Arizona right now you know you're talking about this team above 500 right now well now at 500 as of today which is way above what anyone was expecting from them so far and guys their rotation right now their rotation ERA is second in the majors only to the Dodgers they've played out of their mind and have put themselves in some very competitive and entertaining games to start with so why not go ahead and get a guy who's basically forced himself onto the fast track to the majors get him in here get him some time give people more to be excited about and all of a sudden even if you do fall off the with the wagon in june by july you're out of the race you're still going to have people excited about this team because they saw what they could get in the first month yeah no um that's that's great analysis honestly um i i think that that's that's spot on Brad, uh, what have you thought about the, the Diamondbacks' start so far? Honestly, I've been paying attention more to the uh, the Red Sox uh, farm system. When uh, Obviously, the Sox have been sucking a lot lately. So that's something that we've been focusing, putting our attention on uh, for our show. But I did see that uh, he he came up and his first hit was a double. And I, I do – I love it. I love prospects who get the chance. And when they get the chance and they – they put a spark on a team. It's something that you just, you can't help but look, love it. This is what we love about baseball. I mean, our team might be sucking right now, but we get to see what we have in the farm. There's, there's so much future to watch. It really makes, it, it makes, it makes the uh, sting of defeat a little bit easier sometimes. But Brandon, we also had another big, and Brad, of course, excuse me, um, another big, add to the majors this week with today being the first start of George Kirby, one of the top prospects for the, or top pitching prospects for the Seattle Mariners. He comes up and makes his first start today for them. He goes six innings, allowing four hits of shutout ball with seven strikeouts and the infamous no walks, which from what I've been able to see Seattle fans should expect from George Kirby. This is a guy with plus plus fastball plus plus command at this age is really it, it's something you'd love to see and it's going to make the adjustment a lot easier because how many guys guys like hunter green you know you got them throwing a, over 100 miles an hour almost every single fastball but if you can't have consistent command you're going to keep leaving things over the plate that's where you get absolute shellings like uh hunter green seen a couple of times this year yeah, um, it's it's really interesting, uh, especially when you look at these young pitchers because some of them come on the scene and they're you know 
you would expect a guy like Hunter Green with the stuff that he has to be really good, but you know the location's always been an issue with with him, um, especially in the minors, and we've seen in the majors how much the command issue has affected him. But George Kirby, on the other hand, this is a guy that um, was very highly ranked as a prospect. Um, I believe a Baseball America had him at the number three pitcher heading into this season. Um, there's a lot of like, uh, I guess volatility when it comes to his prospect ranking like he's been in the top top of 50 here but there's a lot of um different opinions on this guy and this is just another young arm that seattle can add i know i saw matt brash got moved back to the bullpen he's been struggling to throw strikes a little bit but um you know like some of these prospect sites are saying that he could have top of the rotation upside in the future so you know you got a guy like Logan Gilbert already there. If you can get this guy in a few years to be your a solid two or three, uh, Seattle's really, really building something here. Absolutely. Another prospect news: the Marlins called up uh, Joe Denand, the uh, excuse me, the nephew of Alex Rodriguez. His first at bat, he goes yard. That leaves him, I believe, six hundred and ninety-five home runs behind his uncle. Uh, Brandon, how how long do we think till he catches that? Oh, uh, he's already twenty six <laughs> years old. Uh, I'm afraid that that is that ship. Actually, the, the better question is how much hype is he getting in the uh, Karam household? We know um, how much uh, love love and respect Mrs. Karam has for Sir Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, I will certainly have to text her about this. I'm not sure that she has seen um, this yet, but I will certainly text her. For sure. So, I'm one of the few Red Sox fans out there that don't absolutely hate Alex Rodriguez. Of course, when he was on the Yankees, I despised him. But Seattle, Texas, I I, I respected the dude. I think he he can be an ass sometimes when he's broadcasting. But as a baseball guy, you can't help but have the respect for him. Um. I saw the video that he had posted. Uh, he he took like a snap or whatever of of his nephew up to bat. He took the second pitch yard, and he, he just went apeshit over it. You know, like anybody in the if if I had a family member who hit a major league home run, I'd, I'd go crazy too. So uh, I loved his reaction. Um, it's, <laughs> He might have said something that was a little stupid, which he often does. But uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, he's probably going to get hyped a little too much. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this dude. Oh, sure. I mean, really having a uh, person look caring about you that's that high profile will always put that kind of target on your back. But look, all the power to him if he can keep going with this, especially seeing overall that uh, – you know, left side of the infield, uh, short, shortstop, third base type role has really been something that Miami hasn't locked down a ton of over the last it's, couple of years. It's actually kind of – I'm questioning what's going on with them because um, Isan Diaz was supposed to be their top prospect when it came to the shortstop situation, and then they ended up having issues with him, and then they moved him to second base, and then now they moved him – I don't even know where he is right now. 
but it's like well, what's what's going on are you guys just bringing people up too quickly yeah i mean honestly it's a it's a fair question to ask i mean really you've got a uh, a lot of turnover in management now too especially with all the stuff with jeter leaving over the winter and all of that it's just it, it's a um mess i'm not really sure it's a welcome mess but i mean even you look at um they had uh jose devers up for quite a while trying to lock in that shortstop spot last year he couldn't do it you got a utility guy in joey wendell that's playing all over the place now too here so it's there's a lot of moving pieces for this team and i don't really think that any of them at, that are actually serious shortstop contenders really seem to be the fit i mean i was i was personally rooting for isan uh, i worked with his father so yeah it was that was just like the connection i kind of had there so like seeing him up and then seeing him not playing with the team now is kind of a bummer you know what i mean oh absolutely um so you were working with his dad um how much did you how early was he on your radar uh, i actually didn't know until the day he hit his first home run against the ground oh wow mm. so like it, like he kept it on a low profile he was like He's like, all right, I don't want people knowing because I don't want people being like, oh, can I get an autograph? Oh, can I get a ticket? Can I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, but after I found out about it, I was just like, why didn't you say anything? And I immediately went out and bought like three jerseys. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't help but be proud. I don't think I'd be able to keep it. I mean, certainly he's smart, smart for him for doing that. It's probably the way to go, but I don't think I'd be able to, uh, hold it in either and back on the a-rod point you know it's gonna be an interesting dynamic i think because you know as a whole sports are becoming so much more like universal there's a community among the players more than there ever was before with social media you're connected to older players more than ever before so i feel like we're going to see more and more of these relationships coming into the sport and more of these guys being excited with family friends god uh godchildren coming into their sports or another or another sport it's just going to be that's going to be something we're going to be w- watching out for and we're going to be more n- aware of than we were in past generations i just uh, well one thing I, I i was kind of bummed out about is like why weren't you actually at the game aren't you from miami was it in miami or where where was it um i don't think you know what it was in san diego but even still like you're yeah. alex rodriguez you can you can fly out to san diego why aren't you at the game? And it's not like for the most part, they don't bring these guys up. If we've learned anything over the past couple of years, major league teams are terrified of wasting a single day of service time on these guys. If they call a guy up, he's probably playing that day. So you have a good shot of at least knowing what, where to show up for a series to make right. sure you see him get in. It's not like, uh, it's not like high school baseball where you call a kid up from the JV team and you're like, all right, Maybe he'll get in that bat in the ninth inning of his fourth game sitting on the bench. Right. Um, it's interesting. But of course, we've got uh, Brad here. He runs the pesky report. We'll certainly get a, a deep dive in on that in a minute. But I got to open up with the obvious question here Brad, what's going on with these socks? Eats the hell out of me. <laughs> they suck. It's like, I know Brandon's sitting here like, <laughs> But it's uh, it's terrible, dude. It is they have won one series all year? That's it. They have as many series won as the Cincinnati Reds. 
that's pathetic. It it truly is. It's terrible. Um, and it's it's honestly, we were we were sitting here before Brandon got in trying to unpack it a little bit by accident, and I don't even know where to start. I mean, the part that just upsets me the most. I mean, yes, there's certainly other areas of concern, but Brad, this bullpen is bad. I don't think I can remember a group this bad. I, I feel like it's a train wreck. I'm watching a train wreck every single time the sixth inning rolls around. Yep. And the biggest, the biggest issue is, and one of our co-hosts, uh, Ryan Brady, he, he was all on board about this. He was like, we need a closer. We need a set closer. We need a lockdown closer. And I, I was one of the people that were like, you know what, closer by committee. But man, was I wrong was i wrong it we really do need a closer and the problem is is matt barnes uh we gave him that extension last year right before the all-star break and then he literally just went down the tubes he can't he can't throw a strike his he lost his velocity um and then now it's just it's just even worse so it's like we're you hear the fans calling for him to be dfa listen Red Sox fans are, are, are overreactive sometimes. Like the minute somebody sucks, they're just like DFA. But I'm with them, man. What kind of like what does Matt Barnes bring to this to this bullpen? You know, like what does he bring that's going to be any good for this pen? Like you're a mop up guy. That's what you are now. You're not the closer. No, you're not. You're getting paid closer money, whether you're on the team or off is just brutal. It's just, again, you look back, it kills me sometimes. You look back to uh, winter 2020, you know, you trade away Mookie Betts. You're not feeling great about it, but you have this understanding of, okay, we're going to have the year. We're going to reset under the cap. We're going to get all these bad contracts off our books like we did with the David Price deal. And now it's going to turn a new leaf. And then all of a sudden you're just tacking literally the first competitive year after that you're tacking on another terrible deal, probably worse than the last uh, with Barnes just kills me. So I don't think that Barnes is actually the worst contract that is on our team right now. And I, I'm going to tell you who I think is, and it might shock you that I'm saying this, but I think Chris Sale is probably the worst contract yeah. we have, have right now. That's uh, I did a little dive on this on our show. And when I looked it up, yeah, Chris Sale is a free agent as of 2025, right? At the end of the 2024 season, he's a free agent, whatever. Good, good riddance, you know, bye-bye. Um, but the thing that really irks me about that contract is the deferred money. So from 2025 until 2034, we don't pay Chris Sale anything. From 2035 until 2039, we owe him $10 million a year. Hmm. I hate that. There's, and that's not Bloom. That's Dombrowski, who literally pulled the trigger on a guy that we all knew was going to have have arm arm issues. They gave him they, they gave him that contract way too soon. You see, that's interesting because I'm not even sure that that's how I see it. I'm not going to put this entirely on Dombrowski because – from what I've always thought, the way I always gathered things, that was a lot more John Henry and ownership being all in and loving sale than Dombrowski. Either way, it's a bad deal. It, it's, it really is a bad deal. 
somebody should have been smart enough to say, okay, this man has not only not had a full healthy season in Boston, but he never had in Chicago a full season where he didn't fall off the face of the earth by the end of it. Maybe nice. we should make him do that. Maybe we should make him give us a complete season before well, we look, go and throw the whole checkbook at him. Look at what happened to him in 2018 in the postseason. I mean, he, he got a tummy ache. Like, what are we doing here? You know, then he joked around saying that he had a belly belly button ring infection or whatever. Like, come on, dude. Like, let's let's be serious here. And then that's when you – whoever's decision that was. I don't care if it was Henry, Warner's, Kennedy's, Dombrowski. They made the wrong decision. It was, it was a bad choice. It was bad. It was bad for the team. And the team's still still suffering from it. Look, I mean, I'm I'm all for like this this talk about what your guys' future looks like, but I I feel like we need to talk more about the present here. Um, this is a lineup coming into the season that you know I looked at them. I put you guys as the last wild card in the American League. I genuinely thought that with the lineup, with Story getting added to the team. That that this would just be the same kind of team that we saw, like really a kick it into gear late in the season last year. I mean, what is the problem with the offense? Is is like this an approach thing? Is this just guys not stepping up? Like guys having bad years? Kind of like a, a bunch of players on the twenty twenty one Yankees? Like what's what's the what's the main issue here with the offense? So I have a couple uh, a couple things that I. I think is going on. I think uh, Story's issue is all, you know, mental. He's just trying too hard when it comes to being in a new team. Um, he did have a short, short and spring training. Everybody had a short spring training, but he had a shorter spring training. Um, he's also learning a new position. That doesn't leave like you. You've played twenty some odd games. You still haven't had a home run. There's an issue. We all know that there's, you know. The balls are whatever, whatever they're saying. We're in a, we're in a dead um, ball era. Let's call it what it yeah, is. Yeah, dead balls. It, it is what it is. Get a hold of something. Hit it somewhere, you know. But and, and the other um, other thing that I think is going on is like you have so many of these guys that don't know what their future is at the end of this season. Like Kike. He had, he's at the end of his contract. You got Pawecki ended his contract. You got Vasquez. He's at the end of his contract. Um, I mean, it goes on and on. Um, obviously, Xander, but I mean, he's hitting. Devers, he's hitting. Uh, JD, he's hitting. But I mean, something's going on. Something is going on in the clubhouse. And also the other thing, I'm, I'm kind of superstitious. And we know that all these baseball players are superstitious too. Corey needs to shave the beard. Uh, that's a fair spot to go certainly but let's stick on this you know uncertainty and I honestly from my standpoint here watching this team following this team I don't see that certainty coming anytime soon with the people that they have in charge I mean I we can't let you go here without really getting into this Xander Bogart's absolute sham that the contract negotiations turned into and really how, in my opinion, I'll, I'll let you take the floor on this first. It's kind of, this this is killing Boston. This is killing the Red Sox team. 
like I said, it, it's it's something's going on in the clubhouse, and I think the I think one of the bigger issues is the Xander contract. You know how some of these guys feel about Xander Bogarts. You know how these guys feel about Rafael Devers. You know, and you you go ahead and you give you know you offer Xander. Uh, I believe it was a $30 million one year extra, like tacked on to your, um, you know, your contract. It's, it's a slap in the face. I I feel like Xander's the captain of the team. He he's been on the team the longest, um, you know, Vasquez has been on the team. They've been in the organization the longest, but Xander has been on the team since 2013. This is his team, you know, and he's the captain without the C. Like if you you were to put a C on somebody, it's Xander, and that's how you. I, I just feel like they're they're okay with letting him walk, and that's not okay in the clubhouse. The clubhouse wants him there. That's not okay with the clubhouse. That I I struggle to see how that's ever going to be okay with the fans. I mean, it's not going to be. They see it. I see it. You see it. There is such a list. I don't think there's been a longer list, maybe Poppy, of things that a guy has done contributing to this organization to the point where you owe him. You owe Xander this much respect, and you're giving him not close. You're giving him maybe an eighth of it. The biggest issue is, is like, people sit here, all, all the fans are sitting back, and they're like, well, 2020, you told us that you, you know, Mookie was gone because – you know, you were planning on doing this and you wanted to sign guys in the future. Mookie was going to be the issue. Like, if you signed Mookie, you could kiss Devers or Xander goodbye, right? Well, Mookie's gone. Mookie's moved on. What's going on right now? I mean, we've got a a ton of money coming off the books at the end of this year. We've got Pedroia coming off the books. We've got, I believe we still have Manny on the books. Uh, We're going to have price off the books jd's going to be off the books unless we resign them you know we need to sign xander i want xander here but i also want if it comes down to it it has to be Devers. i want both those i want both of them though you see i but you can certainly do can we at least say there's a good there's a debate between the two like that's that that is a tough if there had to be one there had that's Kind of a tough choice. I don't think it's that tough of a choice. Really? No. I think Devers is the, he's younger. Uh, he's got more upside when it comes to offense. Um, Xander's he's 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 good. He's okay when it comes to his defense, and we all know that he struggles uh, in the hole. But I I think Devers is the right choice. That's not, and I like I said, that's not saying that I I don't want both. But you also got Myers coming up. Oh, I I, I agree, and the same thing too. Um, short stops can be very interchangeable on the prospect level. But either way, back to your original point here. You know, I, I've been saying this a lot on Big Three Radio Show, Auburndale, Massachusetts, no, Auburndale, Massachusetts, number one radio show in 2021. Um, you know, this the trading Mookie was a promise to the fan base that you weren't going to let this happen again, that they screwed up. They screwed the payroll up royally before. We're going to trade a generational player. We're not going to trade any more of them. 
And all of a sudden, the first opportunity they have, they're going to let, let their next generational guy, a guy who means more to the city, a guy who's done more to prove he wants to be here than Mookie ever did. And right. that's just, it's an absolute, it's, an, it's a shame. I don't think the fans are going to take it well. And I don't think a single player, major player, is going to take it well either. Because if you're a free agent, it looks bad. But more so, if you're in this system, if you're in this organization right now, how can you justify good faith with this group if they're just going to keep stabbing guys in the back? Like, you watch what they did to Mookie, you blow it off. But then you see what they do to Xander, and all of a sudden, if I'm, I mean, if I'm Rafael Devers, I go into the contract negotiation the next year very differently if Xander isn't on this team. And that's partially because of the interpersonal relationship there, but also like you kind of got to show me that you actually do respect me here if this is going to be the thing. And if this is, again, if this trend continues, where does it end? Does it end with Cassius? Does it end with Meyer? I really couldn't tell you. It's, it's I don't know. I, I don't know how Bloom thinks, and I don't think anybody really knows how he thinks. But, I mean, the Mookie thing, that that's a, that's a whole, like, another level another like do we really think that he was going to stay anyways you know that type of deal because he signed really quick with the Dodgers now granted that could have been because of the COVID situation there was also like an 80 million dollar difference in the money sorry to cut you off but yeah but he signed how much did he sign with the Dodgers for like 50 million more and then I think he I think he did 350 million and I mean the taxes he's going to have to pay on that, he, he would have made more playing in Boston, honestly. I think it just came down to the years and the Red Sox weren't willing to give him the years. Yeah, he signed. It was just real quick, 12 years, 365. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely the year. The, the Sox were, the Sox offered him 10. Hmm. And that, that plays right into the Raphael Devers conversation, though, because he wants a lifetime deal as of his last words. I mean, you should. <laughs> so, like, it's just, it's an absolute shame. I'm not going to even put it on Bloom because Bloom's probably marching to the exact orders he's been given. I look at this investment group and I see a lot of thing of thought process and money tied up in other places, places it wasn't even five years ago. And for me, that scares me. I feel like I've been played as a fool for blindly trusting it at this point because you know you see where i'm coming from here like time can only work with the money he's given from this group and if they're not willing to give him the extra money to go out and make sure these guys are able to be here then what's the point then how's, how's he do anything it's true but i mean this team has been playing with 200 million dollars uh the past two years and i mean last year they they overperformed and it, it shows this year. I mean, you basically had the same lineup uh, story. Basically, um, he he replaces Renf uh, Renfro uh, for his power and whatnot, supposedly. And then the only problem is, it's like you didn't do anything when it came to Schwarber. But well, uh, I I I don't know. It's it's a tough situation, and it's like like you said. The Fenway Sports Group, they just went out and bought the Penguins. They're talking about going out to uh, Las Vegas and, and starting a new basketball team with LeBron. It's There's also part uh, looking at AC Milan now as well, adding another soccer team to the group. Is that even like, is, 
are they able to actually do that? Um, so it's it's a it's a uh, is it a different? It's a subgroup of Fenway Sports Group. So like, they're still the, the subgroup's still going to be committed to their portion of Liverpool, but they're going to be the majority owners of um, AC Milan. It's just it's it's an absolute mess, and I know, didn't hear about that. I'm I'm probably going to end up shooting myself tonight. Yeah, no, it's that's that's a uh, new breaking story. Um, as of like the last couple of days so that they're in the mix for them but either way it's just i don't know disagree with me please if you'd like um this has certainly been a good uh discourse we've had here but i'm all in on the team i still think that again there's a lot of, a lot of redeeming qualities in the lineup a ton of redeeming qualities in this rotation no redeeming qualities in the bullpen but we don't have to touch that um but i'm out, I'm out on the organization i'm just I, I, I'm done. I've had it up. I'm fed up at this point. I can't be done. Uh, I have to watch as oh, I, much as saying I'm not going to watch as, as much as I'm like, it pains me and whatnot. Um, I'm getting kind of sick of the, the ownership group. Um, especially I can't believe I'm see, I can't believe this is the first time hearing of this, but the, uh, uh, the AC Milan. Um, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm taken aback by that. Um, the team has a lot to prove. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of things that they need to do. Um, one of the things that they, excuse me, one of the things they don't need to do is I don't want them bringing up Casas um, right now. I want them to wait. Um, there is, you need to, you need to send Dubek somewhere. Uh, Ryan Brady, one of our co-hosts, I talked about him earlier. Uh, he said that you should have traded Duran and Dahlbeck for some pitching. Um, I couldn't agree more now. Um, back then, it was like, screw you, dude. Like, you don't you don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, he did. Um, I don't think Duran's going to be the future for the Red Sox. Bobby's playing himself out of first base. Uh, right now, Franchi is uh, – he's showing that being down in AAA, um, you know, being sent down last year, it, it, it's worked for him. Um, he's only struck out two times since he's been back. Um, Barnes needs to go to the sun. Um, I have no idea. Uh, Strom's probably the next closer. Um, I, I mean, it's just, there's just so many moves that have to be done and it's, it's probably not going to. Okay, so I guess the I guess the question is if you could add one anything I don't care how unrealistic it is, what's the best fit for this team? Closer. Any particular guy you have in your eyes on? I'm gonna go with my boy Ryan Brady. It's not gonna happen because he already he signed a four year contract with the Angels. Uh, Rossiel Iglesias. Um, the guy's perfect for saves uh, through through the season right now. Um, it's just. We, we needed a closer. And again, another guy that they could have paid this offseason very handily. They could have gone out and gotten him in the early offseason before he signed with LA again. I, I am fine with Straub. Um, with our with our bullpen right now, there's very there's a very few uh, amount of guys in that bullpen right now that I trust. Strom is one of them. And that's about it. <laughs> Especially in that high leverage, right? Right. I mean, he's. I'm. I'm disappointed in the fact that they put Whitlock in the rotation. 
uh, because he's so valuable in, in the bullpen. Uh, I'd rather, you know, we disagree all the time in my in our group chat, but um, like he's more valuable as a bullpen guy because he can pitch like two, even maybe three times a week. You know, whereas if he's in the rotation, he can only pitch once a week. And yeah. also, uh, sorry to cut you off there, but also he's started three games so far. Red Sox have lost all three games. Not having him in that bullpen is a huge hindrance. And honestly, I'd be fine with this. I think this might be your most effective strategy. It's not the uh, most conventional. But if you were to put him in there, give him like six out saves every other save opportunity, and then try to piecemeal with Robles and Strom and those guys the other opportunity, that's probably your most effective scenario. You cut out a setup man and you get a closer every other timeout. If we were going to use a closer on our team, on our current staff right now, I I probably would go with Pavetta. Yeah. He's just got, he's got that nasty stuff, but like he, he, he could do it for like one, maybe two innings. But when it comes to like the other day was his first game that he's pitched this season so far that it was a good game, a quality start, but I'd prefer to have him like maybe one, two innings, kind of in the same role that you were saying about Garrett Whitlock. Yeah, it's really interesting. I didn't even, I didn't even consider moving him in there. Brandon, did you have anything else to add here? Uh, I had two um, interesting points that you guys were talking about earlier. So um, obviously a Fenway sports group, we know that you guys are talking about AC Milan so the club is valued at $559 million, according to Forbes. And according to this article that I was reading, they made a $1 billion offer to the, to the club um, to buy it, which is crazy to me. Um, second thing, I agree with Rysel Iglesias. That would have been a fantastic guy for you guys to go after this offseason. Um I actually picked him to win AL or I think yeah a- AL reliever of the year um on our preseason prediction show. So don't want to say don't want to brag but I I do want to say that I was I was on him prior to the season. Brandon, I don't even remember picking that horse. <laughs> oh, no, we certainly picked it. <laughs> um yeah, Brad. No, obviously, like great insight, guys. I mean, like, I as, as someone who like isn't watching Red Sox games and has only pretty much watched three this year, which was the first three of the season. Um, certainly refreshing to hear fans talk like this and just you know, at least you guys are very sensible and you come to the conclusion that there is a few glaring holes on this team that just need to be fixed. There's, there's, there's not really... a few. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of them, and that's where all the wins are going. The losses are going through. We've got we've got pitching. We've got offense. We've got coaching. Now, we didn't even talk about coaching. Like <laughs> that's I, I am I'm completely over the fact that they they let hires walk and they put this guy Fatsy in there because when hires was with this team last year, they were hitting. This year, they ain't doing anything. Again, it, it's it's been a it's been a rough time when you're making uh, Vince Velasquez look like Cy Young at I mean, Fenway. Dad, 
Dallas Keiko. Come on, man. How many strikeouts did he have today? Brutal. Brutal. Um, but no, honestly, again, Brad, thank you. This has been, I'm not sure if you've, you certainly get a lot of this with your show, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but I don't a chance to have this type of discourse with another Red Sox fan. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, I always enjoy talking, even when it's just baseball. But when I come on and I get to talk to other people about Red Sox stuff, it's, it's always fun. Now, tell us a little more about your show. For those uh, who so actually, um, our show, uh, my show, or our show, because I don't like saying it, it's my show. Uh, we started a little over a year ago, uh, right before the 2021 season. And we actually joined Belly Up because of you. Um, had you on one of our YouTube uh, live things that I was doing. I got bored one day and had you on. And then you told me about Belly Up. So I reached out to Belly Up. Uh, and uh, we started working with them. And I've been with them since. And obviously, we're a Red Sox podcast. We record after every series. This year, it's been very um, depressing, to say the least. Um, a lot of complaining, a lot of whining, a lot of crying, um, a lot of yelling, arguing. Um, but uh, it's still fun. It, it, I couldn't ask for a better group to talk to. Um, like I said, we talk, uh, we record after every series. Um, it's out usually the next day. And uh, we're on, where are we on? We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. I'm doing a little bit of TikTok right now. Uh, uploading some plays and stuff like that so yeah that's where we're at awesome and what are the handles to reach out everything is at pesky report awesome you heard that at pesky report um unless any of either of you guys have anything else to add i think that'll do it for today red Sox need to get their act together yes sir be sure to check out our Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all at MLB Daily Pod. And we will see you tomorrow with our power rankings. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.